And welcome to Old Casters, the weekly pod where two old men have a laugh, a moan, and talk a load of nonsense along the way. We also try and learn something new if our old brains can handle it. We are Smith and Jones, and without further ado, Oh Benny Jones, you are the love of my life, oh Benny Jones, I'd let you shag my wife, oh Benny Jones, I want to be just like you. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey. I wasn't expecting such a wonderful, wonderful intro. How's it going? I'm all embarrassed now. Oh, I got all red in the face, not just because I'm hot as a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm all right, thanks, mate. And yourself? Yes, I am knackered, but I am in a very good mood. I've had a wonderful weekend. Brilliant. Oh, that is great news, mate. We love it when people have wonderful weekends. So we're on to episode three. I believe. Yes, technically four, but officially three. Yes, we like a pilot. And we have Mr. Narkills coming right up for you later. Oof, narky poos. Yeah. Tell us about your weekend, Mark. Well, I'm mostly exhausted because it's been hotter than hell, hotter than Satan's pit, his sluggy armpit. Yesterday, Saturday, I went to the football, I watched my beloved Stevenage, and then went to a gig. In the evening, I saw a Lincoln Park tribute act supported by a Blink-182 tribute act. And then today, it was just me and the boy and Mary, obviously, and the three of us went to Cambridge. We did lots of shopping. I've spent a stupid amount of money and I had my first ever Popeye's chicken, (gasps) which was glorious. I've also partaken in Popeye's chicken. It's an unusual batter mix for sure, sir. I don't know if I liked it or not. It was very crispy, mm. and that made my mouth happy. <laughs> so that's why I liked it. And I went for the, the hot honey dip. Oh, now that sounds nice. And I had it with a biscuit and gravy and mash. To our overseas listeners, especially in the Americas, biscuit is not what we call a biscuit in the UK, is it, Mark? No, it's a scone, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a scone. <laughs> Basically, you're right, it is a scone. <laughs> but it's a bloody good one. Is it? Like, it's more like a savoury scone, because you know scones are savoury. Typically, a scone over here is sweet and has raisins in it, and you have yes. it with like cream and jam. But yeah, this is very plain. But it's not, it's not, I wouldn't even call it savoury, but it wouldn't, it's definitely not sweet. It's just, it's just bread, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, enhanced by the dip, yes? Yeah, deep fried bread, which I dipped into my gravy. So did you have their, just their traditional chicken, yeah? Yeah, I had five chicken tenders, mash and gravy. The biscuit went in the gravy. The chicken tenders went in the hot honey. What was the family's opinion of this sensational new taste? They all very much enjoyed it. Mary thought the same as me. The boy didn't enjoy the chips as much for some reason. He said they reminded him of oven chips. Oh, well. (laughs) I tried one of Mary's chips and I thought the chips were banging, to be fair. But he loved the chicken. That's the main thing, mate. More importantly, don't care about you, how... (laughs) Is Kerry? That's the first yes. question I need to ask because you have had Rona in the household, haven't you? We have. We are the we are vidded, vidded up. Yeah, she struggled Tuesday night, I believe. She woke me up, tried break my arm off in bed because she was trying. She was shivering so bad. She was trying to suckle my body heat out, and mm. it was sort of my my arms are 
bit of a weird angle and she's gone to tug it. I'm like, no, I'm good. I woke up with her trying to tug me up on the arm. That is, thank you, cast listener. You woke up with her trying to tug you off. Tug me off, yeah. Tug me right off she was and it bloody hurt. So we're, um, she was doing it all the wrong way. And basically in the morning, lucky enough, my old man said some test kits. We'd run out, popped them up, quick whiz bang in the old nostrils and bam, she's vidded but we are on the other side now mate we're on the other side of it now so it hit her pretty hard but to be honest seeing what she went through first couple days i'm and i can really sort of see now what what i was thinking in the early days when it was all about it sounded like a really bad cold but (laughs) it would look horrible mate i'm glad that me and the boy haven't caught it so yes thank you very much she's she's on the other side now i reckon by tuesday wednesday next week she'll be she'll have got over everything so Yes, thank you very much, mate. Honestly, my sister also has it at the moment. Oh no! And two friends that I used to work with have also got it at the moment. It's oh. it's there seems to be a spike at the moment. I know mm. quite a few people down with the vid. Is that like down with the sickness? Oh, wow. minus that. Yes, everything else is. It's been a one man army in my household. I've been mm. school uniforming, lunching, breakfasting, all that stuff, and it's been very tiresome. But I'm happy. To be here recording with you, the heat so. does not help with the oh, tiredness. Mate. Have the dogs survived? I did warn you last Sunday we were going to have a heat wave this you week. You did, you did. Sure as heck, we've all died. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> well, finally, I bumped into a TikTok that it was a South African lady who now lives here, and she was always she would always she was saying like, oh, we always laugh when um, a British person would be there, and they'd say, well, twenty three's up the us, all the rest of it, and she said. I won't use all the colourful words she used, but she was. She said, "Yeah, I now believe them living here." And she said, "I'm rather sweaty." And that's what I was trying to say. It's not not generally the heat; it's the humidity that follows the, the heat. humidity mm. and the lack of AC. Too true, mate. But my my boss at work is South African, and his attitude all week basically is just being man up, get on with it. Thanks, boss. Cheers, mate. I love a man up. That's I always mm. like that line. It always goes down. That's my so least well. two favourite words in the world. I hate it. I hate when people say man up, pet peeve. I know, right? But anyway, that's another topic for another day. It's all right. We get all serious all of a sudden, don't we? But you did predict it. Mark, we're going to start calling you Septic Peg. Mystic Mark. Mystic Mark. Oh, you could start doing readings and stuff, couldn't you? Oh, new segment. And I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old Mystic Mark. Oh, that's, that's an idea. Listeners, note it down. Reminders. Mystic Mark. Mystic Mark predicts. Ben? Yes. I have to bring something up, <gasps> something that I need to address. Well, go on, then. Something we need to talk about. Mm. This is very serious. We need Nothing. to get serious for a moment. Go on, then. Let's get serious. You made an error last week. Oh, God. I knew this and myself bad. and the good lady and the community cannot let this lie. We need to think of a, a suitable punishment because we were talking about One Piece, gushing over One Piece, and you failed to pronounce the name correctly. You called the main protagonist, our dear friend Luffy. You said Luffy. Explain yourself. Well, I'd like to say, first of all, as I said in the Discord, that no one gets away with anything on this. Gary and his jive at you last week for calling the wind-up master, um, amongst others. But yes, unfortunately... When my brain goes wandering, I could spit anything out. And the amount of time I'll send you, often I've said specific and Pacific. I've got them two mixed up many a time. So 
I fall upon my sword upon everybody and say, sorry, it's just my brain. It's old and it's fuddled. And sometimes I'm going to pronounce stuff wrong. Sometimes it gets me in trouble. Sometimes it gets me good things. So I apologize to the world that I got it wrong. Only time will tell if your apology has been accepted and if they can ever forgive you. Well, shit excuse if you ask me. Do we have anything else to report from the community? Other than the fact that everybody loves us. Oh, yes. Yes, we did ask what... Uh, uh, correction. We didn't ask. People have actually been natural, which is all the nicer when you don't have to ask. What do you think? What do you think? We've had people generally come out and say, I'm so many episodes in now, because we can officially say that. We have episodes. And I'm liking what I'm hearing. So we're, we're me and Mark, I'm sure, and Mark will say something too, but... Ridge after we're really happy you like what we're doing because that's it was always set out to be a community podcast rather than a, a podcast that everybody's going to just recognize. But at the same time, we hope that people listening outside of our old men community are also enjoying what they're listening to. So, yes, that's what I was about to say because we haven't just had people from within the community, there have been some people outside the community, friends and family, where I've been sharing it on across the socials. People not in community, they've also listened to it and said it's made them laugh. and They've had good positive feedback for us, which is wonderful. If you are listening to this podcast right now and you are not from the Old Men Army community on Discord, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You are no more special, no less special than the Old Men community. But if you could email oldmenarmy at gmail.com and send us some questions for the Ask Us Anything or give us some feedback or any correspondence. That would be amazing. We would absolutely love to hear from you. We do want to hear from you desperately. We'd like ask us anything questions. It doesn't matter what it is, how silly, how serious. We would address everything. We want this podcast to be supported by the listeners, powered by the listeners. Smith and Jones, this bloke that I'm staring at on the screen and me, we are just the mouthpieces. Conduits. So please, please, please send them in questions. We'd love to hear from you. No matter how silly or serious. It sounds like an Harry Potter character, doesn't it? Silly serious. <laughs> it was me, miss. Silly or serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything else, Ben? Right, so Mark, yes. We we'd had a bit of a chinwag <clears throat> about the wonderful and crazy facts. And one of them was we got on to about animals holding their breath. This came about because you and I had a little podcast admin meeting. Was it Wednesday night we had it? It was. Yes. And we were just talking generally about your crazy fact last week and which animal can hold its breath for the longest. Yes. Because your fact last week was that a sloth can hold its breath for longer than a dolphin can. Yes. 40 minutes. What do you have for me? Because I know that you've been doing some homework because we were talking about it and we were like, oh, we should save this for the podcast. Well. I mean, to be honest, I was we was going to do a live Googling, but then I, I went on to the Google just to see what it had to say for itself. And there was many, many pages, and a lot of them were hidden inside paragraphs of writing rather than just a chart. So I went hunting maybe the top 10, and they were all saying basically the same sort of information. So, Mark, after the sloth, I can tell you officially that the sea turtle can hold its breath up to seven hours. That is one of the longest holding of breaths. One of the longest? Yes, because the Culver's beaked whale 
comes in at three hours and 42 minutes. Now, how we know it's three hours and 42 minutes, I don't know. Three hours and 42 minutes isn't as long as seven hours. No. So is the sea turtle the longest? Yes, the sea turtle is. Well, it says up to, so I don't know how accurate. A lot of it said that sea turtles were the longest, but some said four. Depends on the sea turtle. Yeah, exactly. Yes, again. If, if they're wearing if they're wearing scuba gear or not. <laughs> Flippers. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, uh, sea turtle up to seven hours. Uh, the culver's beaked whale at three hours and 42 minutes. And then they decided to go, I wanted to see what animals like the sloth could hold its breath. Unfortunately, not many are like the sloth, but the beaver, because I like the word beaver, because <laughs> beaver is also another word for a lady's um, naughty parts. We like a good beaver, don't we? Yeah, we do love a beaver here. And the beaver can hold its breath for 15 minutes. That's impressive. That is impressive, isn't it? That's probably 15 times as long as I can hold mine. In fact, I'd probably say it's 30 times as long as I can hold mine. <laughs> can we go back to Tunny? He can hold his breath anywhere from 20 minutes, twenty seconds to two or five minutes. Of, which is it? I don't know. Hold on. Let me go test that. <laughs> but then obviously it was only right I went and sought out which human holds the world record for the longest. And, and on the 27th of March, 2021, Croatia's... Budmir Sobat, I want to say that. Is that how you're pronouncing it too, Marx? Budmir Sobat. Budmir uh, achieved the world record of 24 minutes and 37 seconds. Holy that bongos. That is mental. Longer than the beaver. He'd lay down the gauntlet for Tunny there. <laughs> 24 minutes, Tunny. If I wasn't the current job position I was in the world, I want to go and be the person who times these animals when they go and hold their breath. They go up and say, oi. Beaver. It actually all happens in uh, in Dublin at the Guinness World Records <laughs> HQ. They've got a massive room full of loads of tanks and they just hold animals underwater. Yeah. And there's somebody there with a clipboard and a stopwatch. Is this is oh no, we've killed it. Oh no. Next. How long could it hold its breath for before it died? Uh three hours forty two minutes? Okay. <laughs> that's definitely forty two. We couldn't push it past that bit. <laughs> So yes, that is uh, a little bit of a glance into uh, last week's Bits and Bobs. Are you ready, Ben? Yes, Mark, I'm ready. Which of these are the oldest men? I wonder if you can tell me, Ben. Put them in order if you can. Tell me who is the oldest man. Yeah. Ben Jones and the listeners. I am about to give you the names of three older male musicians. Mm-hmm. I want you to sort these three musicians in the correct order, oldest to youngest. Are you ready? Ready. Paul McCartney, Mick Jagger, Bob Dylan. They're all pretty old now. McCartney's coming up there. Right, okay. I, I think I've got I've got an order, Mark. I've got an order. I'm gonna go. McCartney. No. No, hold on. I'm doing it the wrong way around. I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, here we go. Oldest to youngest, right? McCartney, Dylan, Jagger. You're saying McCartney is the oldest, and then Dylan, and then Jagger. Yes. Lock him in. <laughs> ah, shit. Again, second week in a row, you got one right. Who'd I get right? Mick Jagger is the youngest at 80. 
Bob Dylan is the oldest at 82. Paul McCartney, 81. More next week. Yay! Old news. So, Mark, I said to you in our little podcast update chat that I wasn't going to mention Starfield, but out of all the stories I read, the Starfield modding community have already got busy, and there's a shock nowadays. They're very clever people out there doing this stuff. And they've been modding the flashlight you get on your character. So I thought, well, how, how, how do you mod a flashlight? Be, does it brighter? Does it, is it infrared? I don't know. No, they're putting faces on the flashlight. Do I think we need to give this context for people not in the community listening to this. I'm thinking yes, of people of listening who might not know what Starfield is, might not know what modding means. Let's let's take it back. So Starfield, we mentioned it, if you uh, were listening last week, Starfield, massive, the, the people are touting game of the year. It's a game made by a company called Bethesda. Skyrim in space. Yes, yeah, Skyrim in space. I'm sure a lot of people, are, I think Skyrim's a fairly well-known computer game by now, been out for a long, long time. And they've released their newest game, which is, like Mark said, basically a space version of, Skyrim with all the mod cons of today's technology and basically the PC community they like to mod stuff they like to modify the game to make it better for them and sometimes it's just uh, life life uh, game just life. for shits and giggles yes and most of the time it is for shits and giggles so but you're on about uh, oh fuck what is the term I know exactly what you're trying to think of Quality of life. Quality of life. There we go. Yes. <laughs> Most of the time you can, like, for instance, if you download Skyrim today, you can download a ton of mods that update graphic stuff and update all bits and pieces to make it a more modern approach to the game because the game, the, the developers don't want to develop it any more than they have done. With Starfield, they've gone and modified the uh, your torch that comes on your character free of charge. It's just it's on you when you're in dark places to project people's faces, Mark. You sent me a link, and I am looking at a picture of a big circle on a wall, and within that circle is Nick Cage's face. As we sort of scroll down through the different bits and pieces, first off, we have uh, Todd Howard, who's the, I think, the lead designer, if not the man, Bethesda, who did all the bits and pieces for Starfield. So the big boy, he's big boss man, so they did him. <laughs> Giga Chad flashback. <laughs> flashlight back. I think when when we release this podcast, I will put this link yes in the in the Discord, so you can all see what we're looking at, or you can Google. But really, my two favourite is first off, you've got Ryan Gosling from his appearance in uh, Blade Runner, and Nick Cage just with his general face. I think them to a crack. I'd love to have a flashlight with Nick Cage. <laughs> the Nick Cage, Cage one is fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's good. It's like, um, do you remember Button Moon? Basically, what we're looking at is when you shine your torch on a surface, rather than it just being a big old circle of light, it's a big old circle of light with a, with a face <laughs> within it. <laughs> so. I mean, that is cracking out Nick Cage. I just want Nick Cage on my flat. It just looks like the, the moon from Mighty Boosh. It does, did it? I am the moon. What <laughs> <laughs> is cracking? It is literally face. All the others, there's a head. You can see like hair and ears and <laughs> outline of the head and everything, and maybe a bit of shoulder and neck. But the Nick Cage one is literally just eyes, nose, mouth. <laughs> it's just, just floating. There. <laughs> it just it just tickled me that article out of everything I could have had on, and a lot of it's just about 
records and numbers, which aren't very interesting. So when I clicked on, I thought that'll tickle Mark too. So I'm sure it'll tickle the cast listeners. Seeing as we are talking about Starfield and it has been out for a, a, what, a week now? Yeah, yeah. Best part of talk to, have you played it? No, I haven't. Okay. Have you seen reviews about it? I have. And how is it being received? Mm. Game of the Year material? Or has it been a flop? Or is it people are happy? It's very tough because, I, I mean, going back to our community, the old men, Discord and community, uh, Mr. Narcos, who's coming on today, funny enough, we was talking about how reviews are very uh, subjective to, uh, is that the word? Yeah, it is the word. Yep. And that really, and I said, you are right, you should really play it for yourself, watch it for yourself, whatever the thing is you're going to do and like, it's great having these reviews. But at the moment, mate, it's 50-50 out there. You've got the, the people who really like it and you've got people who are saying it's not what they said it would be. I personally won't be, I'll play it off stream because the big the big discussion was, should would you stream it? I don't think I would. I think, I think I think you have to concentrate on it. You can't be as involved in your chat with it. So I will play it. I know Gary uh, Slimble Fat Eighty Two's played it for a couple of hours. I um, raided JT Double B. He was playing it the other night, and it looked quite interesting. But you'd have to. I think it's you'd have to give it a fair review, um, a go in yourself before making mm-hmm. up your mind. I'm fifty fifty, and I at think the it moment. is. It is important that you and Nas said that about reviews as well because they're not all reliable, the reviews you find out there. I think companies yeah. may have a say sometimes. Can't always rely on Google. How many films have you read on Rotten Tomatoes that are like 100% or certified fresh? Go and watch it and think, what the was that about? Uh, but the, the ones they say are absolute garbage and you come out and go, actually, that, that was all right. Anyway, so yes, make up your make up your mind. Everybody, you know, If you're going to play it, play it. Enjoy it for what you want to enjoy it for. It's it's massive. It, me and Nar sort of were talking about that earlier in the Discord. Would you like some real world news from this past week? I'd absolutely love some, Mike. You film me, mate. What have you been listening to in the van? Uh, not a lot. I haven't picked up on much news from the radio this week. It's all been dodgy concrete and escaped prisoners, which I'm not <laughs> going to go into because we and try we try and look outside of the box for our news. Yes. But I do have some stuff for you. Some stuff has come up. Go. Koala. If you remember my crazy news story from last week with the uh, the parasite and the python oh. feces, we were in yeah. New South Wales in Australia. Guess where my first news story for old news is this week? Not back, not back there, is it? We're bloody back in New South Wales in Australia. And uh, this is about the nursery owner Humphrey Harrington, which is a great name. Fantastic. Has name. been has been racking his brain for months now to identify a loose an elusive thief eating all his seedlings. This thief has snacked on several thousand plants and cost the nursery six thousand Australian dollars, which is three thousand pounds or three thousand eight hundred US dollars. He suspected it might have been a possum or goats. He set up a possum trap and examined droppings, but had no joy. Until one morning he walks in and he finds Clawed the koala, dazed, and too stuffed to move. (laughs) He said, we came out to work one morning, and there he was, sitting there on the pole. And there were lots of plants missing that morning. I guess that day he must have had a really big feed, and he was too tired to go back to his tree. He looked like he was full. He looked very pleased with himself. He was in a food coma. (laughs) This Claude, they just named him. Was he a wild one, or was it like one? I think they named it Claude the koala, yeah. 
Oh, mate. How, how funny that, would that be? Uh, you walk in and there's like that koala with a big pot belly on because obviously you know, they ain't <laughs> shat it out yet. I know exactly how he feels. Poor Claude. <laughs> oh, I can't eat anymore. <laughs> no more, more Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quality. I like that one. This next one came up in conversation between my mother and I. She said, oh, did you hear about this? And I was like, no, I didn't know about that, but I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. Yes. And this is a Turkish cryptocurrency boss and his two siblings have been jailed for 11,196 years each for defrauding investors of millions of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Farouk Fatih Oza, 29, fled to Albania in 2021 with investor assets after his Thodex exchange suddenly collapsed. He was extradited back to Turkey in June and found guilty of money laundering, fraud and organised crime. Turkish news agencies said the defendants were sentenced separately for multiple crimes against 2,027 victims, leading to the total number of years in the judgment. So that's 11,196 years in jail. So he's a bit overkill, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, we've had award ceremonies this week. Have you been aware of any of these? No. What are these award ceremonies, Mark? So we've had the Mercury Prize this week. You know what the Mercury Prize is? No idea what you're talking about. It sounds really formerly the Mercury Music Prize. It is the prestigious 25 grand prize which celebrates the best British or Irish album of the last 12 months. Ooh! This year, Ezra Collective have become the first jazz act to win the Mercury Prize with their album "Where I'm Meant to Be." Have you listened to this? The Quint, I haven't. The quintet held off competition from fellow nominees Jesse Ware, Jay Huss, Arctic Monkeys, Fred again, and Ray. Ooh, so some decent competition there. Shout out to all of them, I guess, and especially Ezra Collective. Yeah. And their album is called Where I'm Meant to Be. Fantastic. Well done. Also this week, Ben, mm. we've had the NTAs, the National Television Awards. Oh, goes. Are you finger on the pulse? Watch much telly? Um, I would say... Me neither. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, I probably watched the the stuff I'll watch is not going to be on there, I'm sure of it. It's not going to be stuff like The Bill, is it? Casualty. So the NTAs, the National Television Awards, are the annual awards for the past 12 months, but it is nominated and voted for solely by the public. Right. So Anton Deck won Best Presenter for the 22nd year on the trot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Gogglebox won the Bruce Forsyth Entertainment Award. EastEnders won Best Serial Drama. Strictly Come Dancing won Best Talent Show. And The 1% Club with Lee Mack, who I do like, comedian, won Best Quiz or Game Show. Well, at least he was in the thing. The rest sounds like a big rig. It's all the same. There old was crap. a stupid amount of awards. They were just the highlights that I picked out. They were just. <laughs> and the deck again. Bloody heck. <laughs> Well, Strictly, I I'm gone. I'm uh, apologies to anybody who likes Strictly. I can't stand that sort of crap. I love Strictly. We like, we only started watching it last year for the first ever time, and we're hooked. I apologise. I don't know what made us start watching it, but we were just all I know is they go seven. <laughs> Not anymore. He Did died. He? Oh no, that's Len Goodman. Yeah, Len. He's the only reason I knew it because of Len Goodman. <laughs> oh man, oh, that was the only reason I was going to watch it. My, I ain't watch it now. <laughs> Got Len in it. Len was the man. R.I.P. Lynn. Ben Jones, half of Smith and Jones. Yeah. Give me some crazy facts. Mm-mm. The trouble is, every time I try and give you a crazy fact, you already know it. So, 
<laughs> Let's have a look. Let me scroll for my my facts. I've been past Miss Loth one. I may be. Uh, oh my lord! I like this one. Okay, I've stumbled on the one on night, Mark. Right, ready? You listening? I am ready, and I am listening. Supermarket apples can be a year old. Are those apples you just bought actually a year old? Maybe farmers often pick apples in the fall to cover them in wax, hot air dry them, and then put them in cold storage. This keeps them edible and ready to sell for 6 to 12 months. Now, I like an apple. I don't like apples now. 6 to 12 months. Is that why you should always wash your apples? Don't tell me you knew that. I hate to disappoint you and tell you that I knew it already because I have heard that before. But I was I was Googling it while you were speaking. I was fact-checking you live. And yeah, Asda has admitted that some varieties of apple it sells as fresh were actually picked between 6 and 12 months ago. Isn't that false advertisement? That is false advertisement. And I find it mad. I agree with you. That is mental. That is chicken oriental. Okay, let's have another look for another one. Hit me with another big fact, Daddy. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. We'll keep it in the food, but not how you think. People used to say prunes when taking pictures. In the 1840s, it was considered childish to smile for pictures, so it became popular for people to say prunes instead of cheese in order to keep their mouths taut. Taut? You wanted your mouth to be taut, did you? Go on, look at me, smile, and go, prunes, prunes. (laughs) Is that good? Your face, your face completely changed. <laughs> I don't know. Is that how pictures used to be taken back in the day? Well, they looked dead serious, didn't they? I mean, look at all the gunslingers. Every gun, you know, in the old west, you see, and they sit there. Now I sort of understand that because they're meant to be odd. Here you go, here you go. Look, I'll do it to you. Ready? Oh, no. Prunes. <laughs> it does. It really does change the face. <laughs> you can't say prunes with a smiley face. We didn't. We didn't take smiley face pictures back in the what was it, eighteen forties? Yes, eighteen uh, forties. Yes, because it was uh, considered childish. Yeah, no one, no one was happy back in the eighteen forties. <laughs> ha- happiness was actually illegal, and it was banned. In the Victorian era, folks were told to blurt out a completely different type of food while posing for photos. Britain's first portrait photographer, Richard Beard, repeatedly asked, or reportedly asked his subjects to say prunes in order to get the best image while working in the 1840s. Prunes. These people I'm looking at, though, have got their mouths shut. They don't know that they're saying prunes. No, you can't say prunes with your mouth shut. It's like a fruit, didn't you? <laughs> is, is, is a prune a fruit? It's I know, because tomatoes prune, are fruit, aren't they? A fruit. A prune is a firm, fleshed fruit slash plum of prunus domestica varieties. Have Ooh. a high soluble solids content and do not ferment during drying. There you go. There's some extra useless information you didn't need to know. So is a prune just a plum? That's what I just heard you say. They taste completely different from a plum. Although all prunes are plums, not all plums can be prunes. <laughs> that sounds like a like a man who eats many prunes, sits on toilets many moons. It's an old <laughs> an old saying. Well, that is the thing, though, isn't it? And people eat prunes to keep them regular, isn't it? That's your philosophy for the week, listeners. In conversation with someone, say, Although all prunes are plums, not all plums can be prunes. You have to do it in the Obi-Wan Kenobi voice like that as well. <laughs> the Alec McGuinness. <laughs> Would you like some crazy news from this We'd last love week? some crazy news, mate. Love I it. struggled for some crazy news this week. Like I said, with the regular old news, I didn't hear much. But I was looking around earlier on the interwebs and uh, one headline caught my attention. I thought, this is a bit of me. This is perfect. 
Lay it on us, Mark. I started reading this article, and uh, all I have to say is it's like the one that I did during the pilot, if you remember. It starts weird, but let me cook. Because <laughs> <laughs> it gets even better. Florida man arrested after trying to cross Atlantic in a hamster wheel. We've got a good old friend, Florida man. He was arrested after trying to run to London across the Atlantic Ocean in a homemade vessel resembling a hamster wheel. I'll let you Google it for the pictures. The US Coast Guard intercepted Reza Bellucci about 70 miles, 110 kilometers, off Tybee Island, Georgia, on the 26th of August. I believe that's Georgia, the state, not the country, because that would make a lot more sense. Mm. He was trying to run from Florida. Officials said the 44-year-old marathon runner refused to leave the vessel for three days. Mr. Bellucci has tried three similar voyages before, all of which ended in Coast Guard intervention. The makeshift contraption he was using is shaped as a wheel with paddles that are designed to propel it forward as the wheel revolves. Based on the condition of the vessel, which was afloat as a result of wiring and buoys, officers determined Bellucci was conducting a manifestly unsafe voyage the criminal complaint says. Mr. Bellucci's voyage began as officials were preparing for the arrival of a major hurricane. Officials said he refused to step off the vessel and threatened to kill himself. He also claimed that he had a bomb on board, according to court papers. Is it a water bomb? (laughs) On the 1st of September, September 1st for Americans, he eventually surrendered and abandoned his vessel after being brought to a Coast Guard base in Miami. Officials later determined that the bomb had been fake. He is now facing federal charges of obstruction of a boarding and violation of a captain of the port order. This was not Mr. Bellucci's first arrest for taking to the ocean in his vessel, which he calls a bubble. In 2021, he was arrested after being rescued while trying to ride from Florida to New York. In 2014, he had to be rescued from a similar contraption near St. Augustine. And in 2016, he had to be rescued off the coast of Jupiter near Palm Beach in Florida. According to previous interviews, Mr. Bellucci said he was attempting the voyages to raise money for a variety of causes, including for the homeless and the Coast Guard. And that's it. I've looked at the picture, Smart, and what's his name again, Mr. Bellucci? Reza Bellucci. Well, Bellucci, if you're listening, you're a fucking liability. You ain't going to get nowhere <laughs> in that boat. I mean, look, I'm looking at it, it's going to mean, where'd you sleep? Where's his food? Where's the bomb? <laughs> Where's the bomb? Where's the bomb, Reza? Yeah. At least be true to your word. But there, that was out there. That that was definitely a hamster wheel. Crazy news? Approved? Definitely so, mate. Right, Ben, I need a quick wee-wee. You go have that wee-wee. My bladder is calling, a call of nature. I'm going to be right back. Bye. Bye. Hello, Paul. You sound a little different from last week. Uh, yeah, sorry, I, I had a cough. <laughs> you better God bless you. Oh, better now. Oh, that's good, that's good. Well, look, your dad's just went to have a wee-wee, so you've got to be quick. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You can't say Lucy right. <laughs> My mummy and daddy say that you're a big, phony, fake fan. <gasps> I have to tell Mark about this, and not Oh, I'm back. That's oh, better. Glad you're back. Ooh, sorry about that. Needed that. Bort's only just popped out to see me again, hasn't he? Huh? Bort. She's just been out to see me. He's told me the truth. Oh, was she, was she up at the side of the cage while I was gone, was she? Yeah, she's having another convo with me. <laughs> For fuck's sake. What did she say this time? She says that you says, and Mary says, that I'm a big, fake, fat, phony, One Piece fan. Hmm? What do you got to say? <laughs> yeah, sure she did. 
He did. You do know hamsters can't talk, right? Uh, well, your hamster can talk. Talks to me. I think you've been in the heat too long, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone in between, Mr. Narkills. Nah. Narky Poos. Hi there. Jameson? Hi there. Yes. Hello. That's me. How are you sweaty messes doing? Yeah. yeah. That pretty much sums it up, mate. How are you? <sighs> I'm all right. I've been at a uh, a birthday party today. A one-year-old's birthday party. Oh. Uh, the whole family was invited. It wasn't just me. <laughs> yeah. It just be a bit weird. <laughs> that sounds cute, wholesome, fun, also tiring. Uh, yeah. Like, it got to the point where nobody was inside. It was just all outside because inside was dreadful i hope there's a paddling pool involved no paddling pool but a s- <laughs> there was a, a bouncy castle right in the sun Ooh. <laughs> every time they touched it's like, ew, ew, oh ew. every every child that went on that was dry just came off completely drenched in sweat <laughs> slip and slide the old, yeah that's what it turned into <laughs> narkills are you ready for the guest star segment we are going to throw some questions at you oh yeah i'm yeah. always i'm always ready i'm always uh, ready for questions the first thing we demand of you is that you just you tell us a bit about yourself who is who is mr narkills well uh, you, you said my name you actually said my name earlier i did not many people do so uh yeah jameson i think that's the first time i've ever said it yeah <laughs> j-dog narky poos jameson yeah jameson is my name i have a crazy fact about that i was jamie until i was 16 because uh, I never needed to see my birth certificate. My mum and dad always just called me Jamie. And then when I went to college, or either the college or getting a driving license, I saw my birth certificate, and it said Jameson. And then that was great, because at school I was the small fat kid that was kind of like just in the middle. Just I never fit in. I just was there. And then uh, I went to college, did some acting, and then was able to reinvent myself. So it was great. It was a it was a great opportunity. Sounds fantastic, mate. Don't know any other Jamesons. No, no. Only the drink. Exactly. When I was a when I was a trainer at Apple, I always had to kind of say that line as well because it, it spelled I E, not like the whiskey. Um, but I'd always say Jameson, just like the whiskey. But it's not. I'm a I'm an absolute bull faced liar. <laughs> And you are a husband and a still a new father to a gorgeous little girl. A seven-month-old, yes. Aww. She's, she's gorgeous. I, I, I can't do anything without her. Every, <laughs> like, every night shift I do, I just look at my phone, and as I've got it on my phone layout, there's an app that we've got called Family Album, which just is unlimited storage. And... It allows you to just store all your pictures. So we've got from Feb- February all the way until now, and it will just siphon through and just like shuffle through all these different pictures that you've got. So I'm just like, I love it. I love just seeing her face. Like I'll go out and do something on site and then come back and I'll be like, ah, there she is. <laughs> what we normally ask as well, Sonarko, is, is how the monkeys, how the dickens did you come up with your username? <laughs> I like hearing that. Like when I stream and talk to people, I just like to know where they came up with theirs as well. But mine originally, so mine's gone through three changes. The first version of mine was Loco Narkills. And the reason for Loco Narkills is at that time when I was 17, 18, I was listening to a lot of Cypress Hill and then also CKY. If you know, oh, yes. then you know. 
Yes. But on the back of that, CKY, like Bam's brother and stuff, the band, that was great. But I was heavily into Camp Kill Yourself, like the Bam Margera stunt group. Um, so they had a parody band called Narkills. Ah. So then that's where that comes from. So I, I've got Loco from the Cypress Hill side of things and then uh, Narkills from the parody band that Bam and uh, Brandon and Rab himself all did. Excuse me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the blood orange factors, sorry. <laughs> so you were crazy Narkills. Loco Narkills, That's yeah. what Loco means, sir. It does, it does. <laughs> and then from there, I went Narkills HD because mm-hmm. I was then streaming, making content, and then I was like in 720. <laughs> Once in a blue moon, we will play a game with you and your username on there will still be Narkills HD. Oh, it, yeah. Our Xbox it will, I think, because mm-hmm. Xbox is a bit of a bit of an annoyance to change stuff. That just was what it was. And then... It was pretty much after I got married. And then I thought, Beth is into it as well. Beth likes gaming. Beth likes the streaming side of things. Why don't I cash in on that? And then just <laughs> change it to Mr. Narkills. And then she's Mrs. Narkills, but also Mrs. Beth as well. Yes. We like both Mr. and Mrs. Narkills. They're a fantastic pair. Last week, Mr. Narkills, I mentioned yes. that you recently surpassed 1,000 followers on Twitch. We mm. were talking about targets and goals. And where we see our Twitch channel in the future. It's definitely one of those things where if you did, or if I did the right things, like had a schedule constantly from the beginning and had other content going out on other platforms, then you would kind of have that progression a little bit easier. But for myself, where I was working in retail, I did it on the side. I never, ever kind of did it to grow or anything it was just just fun i just i loved and i I, like going back to it me going to college and doing acting i love to entertain and i love to just Mm -hmm. make people feel better or distract them from whatever's going on in their lives and stuff and i just love just entertaining and then just being creative as well because it's it's like an outlet of that as well that's where you and i are very similar because yeah. We both share that in common. We are both very creative people and there's always got to be some sort of creative outlet. And I've always been acting or performing on a stage of music or something as well. Exactly. Yeah. It's so good. It, it And even though I didn't take and I didn't do anything with my acting career, but just doing stuff live on stage just builds confidence. And you don't have to. I, I went to um, a college local to me and I was doing some... I think I was helping out with my friend Matt, who was running a class. And then a lot of them were saying to me, um, what do you do now with acting and stuff? And I was like, nothing. I do mm. nothing to do with acting. But I said to him, like, just don't, don't go into it like some people can. And there are the lucky ones that do go into it with a, a dream and stuff. And they come out on the other side with a dream. But I just feel like if you leave yourself open to anything and whatever happens happens and as long as you're okay with that then go with it because I I live my life by the great quote from the crow as I think I've told you Mark is that it can't rain all the time yeah so it may be poo sometimes but it's going to be so good when it is so good so just yeah don't don't put all your eggs in one basket and eat the eggs when you can 
But don't suck them. Don't suck an egg. All right. So, Mr. Narkills, uh, what games do you primarily stream? I love to pieces, and I'll always go back to it, and I'll always take breaks from it, but I'll always go back to it, loving it, is Apex. Apex Legends, for me, is one of my all-time faves. And I just love a battle royale. I just love the fact of kind of dropping into somewhere with nothing, loading up, and just trying to fight for your life, basically. And I've played a fair few over the years that they've come out. And that one has just always stuck with me, top of the list. My very first one was probably PUBG. Yeah. PUBG. And that was that was so good. That was the same for yeah. a lot of people, I think. Mm, definitely, definitely. Yeah. That, that was a lot of people's ins. It was good. We had the four of us old men. We all sort of have different strengths, different games that we sort of enjoy streaming. And you mm. are definitely the front runner of the Battle Royale slash esports side of it, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's that's been so good. Like on the back of the Apex hype that I have for it, just companies reaching out, um, like Katana Gaming, Team UK as well. That was like one of the first ones, and they reached out, and I did some casting for them. So we was doing live matches. That wasn't necessarily Apex. I don't. Uh, it might have been Call of Duty. Might have been Warzone. When you say casting, now, do you mean yeah, um, the, the, similar to what we're doing now, but live? Yeah, they they class it as shoutcasting, which is kind of like that hype live commentating. So you're just kind of like building everybody up, telling them what's going on, talking about the angles or the processes that the players are going through to kind of yeah. maybe cut someone off or anything like that. But yeah, I, I loved it. And it was nice because then after doing that for Team UK, then other companies or people within there, other friends and stuff, they were like, oh, do you want to do it for this? Or do you want to do it for that? Sweet. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd do that. I, I loved it. Now, our first official episode we did, SlimboyFat82 came on and asked us a question that we have stolen forever because we loved it so much. <laughs> yes. And that is, what is your earliest video game memory? <laughs> Mine. And it, it kind of, because didn't he say, or someone... Oh, Ben, it was you. You said something about the Master System. Yes, everyone has. Ben <laughs> and Slim and Tunny all said Master System. I might have to might have to step aside because my like the one that I always remember is switching on a master system without a cartridge. A master system two without a cartridge. What did that do? Did any does anyone know? Well, according to Tony last week, it was either Sonic or oh Alex the Kid. Yeah, Alex the Kid booting up straight away, and that was I uh, loved it, loved that. But a lot of mine because that was kind of just as a child. And my mum, that's the thing. My mum got me into gaming. She was the gamer out of my mum and dad. And she wanted that as a family console. But then my kind of gaming from that point came on PC. I was all over it. So from there, one game that just sucked me in and I just spent hours and hours on, especially as like a preteen teenager, was Dungeon Keeper. And that was by the guys at Bullfrog. Oh, that's is that what we were talking about in the Discord recently? I put up a, a link because I have played it on EA, but the resolution and stuff is really bad. But there's a, a like a community project called Keeper FX, and I think it's called Keeper Fan Experience. And they've modded it and they've enabled it to be like in 1080p <laughs> with like bug fixes and stuff, and it looks great. And I'm <laughs> I messaged the Vincent. And 
because I know that he used to play it and I was like, do you want to look to maybe do that at some point? Let's uh, jump on and have a little bit of a uh, walk down memory lane. So Mr. Nah, we, we bring it up earlier. We was last week's episode and now we did a bit of research for this episode. How long can you hold your breath for? I can hold it for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> do we do this? Of, just to give you a bit of context so What's here? your best breath hold? What's going on? Tunny can do it anywhere from 10 seconds to five minutes. It was a three minutes. That's that's so vague. That's so vague. The gap gets bigger every time. <laughs> Depends how many nostrils I've got clogged up. On a scale of Mark Smith to Sea Turtle, where are you? Um, I'm probably Mudskipper. Oh, nice. Because they, they, do, they, they have the capability of uh, breathing outside of water, but also they can breathe underwater, so... I like it. Mud skipper. I thought I was going to go for it then. I thought I was going to go. <laughs> we can do if you like. We can see if we can get you passing out on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. I have to ask you, as I always do, about your taste in music. And do you remember your first single, your first album? <laughs> yeah, because recently <laughs> it po- I keep getting kind of classics or 90s things popping up on TikTok for me. One, and this isn't my thir- my first purchase or anything, but it came up and it was Russ Abbott. It, it was a 1984 release that he did that was called I Like to Party. And some of the, I'm going to pop it in the Discord, some of the songs, they are so good. It, there's one called Atmosphere and it's about how he loves to go to parties with a great atmosphere <laughs> and all stuff like this. But it's not it's not like parody music. It's like he genuinely thinks that this is good family music family it, party music it came up in my timeline today that very TikTok. did you yeah when you said russ Abbott, it looked like you unlocked something in ben because i remember the adverts for as a young kid and it was it is genuine him being genuinely i'm singing a song and like and it not you know like a little bit like um what were they called black lace with like agadu yeah that sort of and stuff. it was like black lace seemed to be a little bit like tongue-in-cheek, but then Russ Abbott basically made the same music, but kind of taking it seriously. Yeah, <laughs> real serious. And he doesn't look impressed in the advert. No, it's like somebody's got a gun to the back of his head whilst he's at a family disco. Do it, Russ. Do it. <laughs> but I have, a, I have a real thing about Russ Abbott is because he reminds me, and I'll, again, pop a picture in the Discord or whatever, but my granddad was the spitting image of Russ Abbott. And I, he just, whenever I see him, I'm like, ah, oh, it just brings back so many lovely memories. Spitting Image had a stupid song in the charts around that time as well, didn't they? They did. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trekking across the universe. That was the farm, sir. Oh, was it? Yeah. Spitting but did- Image was, um, put a chicken on your head or whatever it was. <laughs> but didn't they do the music video for it? Oh, did they? I don't know. Yes. I believe so. Again, there's plenty of content that's going into the Discord. Um, we sidetracked. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. What was the what was the first album and single right. purchase? Can you can you remember? Excuse me. Yes, I can. My first album purchase was PJ and Duncan, <gasps> and it was there, and it was on tape as well. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about it is there was a song on there called um, "I Give You My Love." And I played that to my girlfriend at the time, bearing in mind I was 10, 10 years old, I think. And we was up on my bunk bed and I was like, I love you. 
and I want to play you this song. And I played her the song. And it's, I give you my love, my eternal love. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it was so cringe. It was awful. Did you sing it to her as well? No, I just remember holding her hand. And then we, and then we swapped yin and yang rings. (laughs) (laughs) We both bought each other yin and yang rings. And then we gave it to each other. I lost mine straight away. Oh, bleh. Was that so? Was that an album? Was or was that their album? That was the album with like, let's get ready to rumble yeah. and other top PJ and Duncan bangers. We've now just got to the point where everybody knows which ones Ant and which ones oh, Dick. We've come full circle because we were talking about Ant and Dick earlier. I just realised. Yes. How weird. Yes. I love that. So for those of you who don't know, because we're a fucking weird country. <laughs> Ant and Deck, who have won Best Presenter at the NTAs 22 years in a row that we were talking about earlier, their origin was that they played the characters PJ and Duncan in children's drama series Biker Grove. No, you got to say it right. Biker Grove. There we go. And in the early to mid-90s, they released singles and an album. That was my first album. And then my first single was like, if I can remember which way around, because at the time... I really invested a lot of money in just buying albums. I didn't necessarily buy like little toys and stuff. I was just really into, because I was at the age of, oh, I've got a bit of money because I've done some chores and stuff. I want to buy proper things, not just toys. So yeah, I bought a lot of singles. And I remember two that came together was The Offspring and Britney Spears. Hit me baby one more time. Very similar. What was The Offspring? Pretty Fly? Pretty Fly, yep. So they were together, but then also I did buy as well one that really sticks out in my head was Space, and it was um, Avenging Angels. Do you remember that one? I want, I, for some reason, I want to say Spaceman, the one from the Levi's advert, but in that, is it? No, Space was um, Avenging Angels, Angels, Kick-Ass Angels. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do remember that. I didn't until you started singing it. And then they did a collaboration with... Uh, Keris Matthews. Oh, yeah. Lovely Keris. Lovely Keris. Lovely Keris Matthews. So that was a, yeah, I had a little chunk of uh, singles that I bought. Very cool. Thanks. Thanks a lot. So, Mr. Nar, if we was to ask you what days do you generally uh, stream and to give yourself a good old promo on the old casters, please do. Now is your time. This is your floor, sir. I have no schedule anymore. I have a child. <laughs> <laughs> It used to be like a an evening thing, but and also with the new job, because that's like freed up so much time. So I'm just kind of slipping and sliding in, depending on whether or not my computer starts ticking like a time bomb again. <laughs> um, it's one of those things. Definitely come by if you're into a little bit of uh, Apex. And I like to play other stuff as well. It's one of those things. It's whatever I fancy. And whatever anybody else fancies. Like, I think a lot of us do. Like, we usually reach out to the communities and say, hey, what do people want to play? And then we end up playing it. So, Does anyone fancy a bit of Phasmo? Exactly. And that is a, a big one as well. That really blew up for me at one point as well. I was playing that. This was before the Old Men Army. And people just loved it. And I love it. And it's definitely such a good game. And I definitely want to try Demonologist. I've not mm. had the uh, pleasure of playing that. Can I interject a crazy fact at this point, Mr. Nar? Go on. I have played games, because the way I word this is very careful, I have played more computer games with your wife than I have you. 
<laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm an honorary queen over at the Phasmo. Yeah. <laughs> the queens have accepted you. This is yeah. So I've been <laughs> I've been accepted into their herd. We should we should do some sort of uh, end of year award ceremony within the community of just different uh, awards that uh, people can get. I think it would be quite good though because we could have like biggest queen. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be just to the queen. No, it no, could no. Be well, Slim. Slim's a big old queen. Yeah. Who would who right, here's one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a couple of awards and then you tell me first person that comes to your mind. We should save this for the Oscars anything. Oh yeah. The old passions. The old passions. We'd like to ask you, Mr. Nar, what are your passions? Um my passions everything's changed recently just because of Aubrey. And I just have a brand new and this isn't me being like I was previously depressed about life and stuff, but having a baby just literally completely gets you to reevaluate everything. And I have a new passion for life and I love everything that I get to do and the time I have to spend with everybody, like the community, my family, even doing the things that I love. And again, this goes on to more passions that I'm like quite passionate about graphic design animation and then music as well yeah and i'd love to i'd love to have mark's passion in music in the sense of being able to create and grab stuff and just put it out there i think it's great well we didn't even mention what i was supposed to mention is the animation and the graphic side of things because you did design the old men logo and the old casted's logo and you do a lot of work for a lot of streamers in the community in that respect. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm like whoring myself out right now. I've <laughs> uh, I've done and these are little shout outs as well. Mr. Matt Sparks, who's a great streamer, really chill day streamer. Um the Ferg and he as we know loves his Metal Gear Solid. And that's the great thing is like the people that I've been working with even like in the past or now. I don't know what it is I, and I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but as soon as somebody and it's just that creative mindset. As soon as somebody tells me their ideas and maybe gives me a little bit of like insider knowledge to their own brain and their own thinking and what they want, then I can usually just make a few things, pass them back like I did with the logo and stuff, mm. and just go from there. So yeah, I've got that passion. And it actually, one that I've kind of flown over, but I'm just sitting here with tabletop games. I have a huge passion for them. That is what I assumed you were going to come on here and talk about, because I know that you were very much into that. One that just really grabbed me straight away, and it was kind of like, and a lot of people's um, gateway game is Dice Throne, which I've like I've got here, and I think I spoke to you, Ben, about them. You did. Um, I've looked it up since. Oh, it's just so good, and it's it's so nice as well because it can be played in just a, a two. So me and Beth. We will grab a box each and then pick a character out of the box. And each of the characters have their own abilities. And then from there, you're playing the two games that just come to mind that mix together are Yahtzee and Overwatch. Because you've got your abilities and stuff with your characters. But then on the side, on the back side of that, you're rolling dice three times to hit certain combinations so you can actually attack and do damage to the opposition. Is so good. And also on the back of it, they've just announced Marvel X-Men. It's also really nice when you can play these games with, I know Mark and myself are the same. It's nice when you can play them with the missus. Oh, yeah. 
It's fantastic. I think back to my mum and dad's days when like, I can you know, say the old man was into that sort of stuff. I can imagine my mum giving him the, well, I don't want to play that for where Kerry, Mary and Miss Beth, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to go, oh, do you want to play whatever? And it's, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, I'd love to play it. Not like, oh, I forgot. You know? Yeah, definitely. And it's it's one of those things as well. It's like I have taken the step and I've like TCGs are probably like it as well. Is they're just, they're, just slightly different to a Monopoly or a Cluedo, where there's just a little bit more thinking, a little bit more chess play yeah. within the game itself. And that's what that's what I love. I'm not like knocking family games and stuff. They're great. They've got their place. But for me, and like the Thursday lads that we kind of come together and just play a plethora of just different games, and some of them are just incredible. Like we've played TCGs in the sense of, Marvel Champions, yep, which is so good. It is a brilliant one. Um, and Andy, the guy who kind of runs it, he's got like loads and loads of packs that he's bought, and then we just kind of make decks up from there and play against the different campaigns. You're into a bit of role playing as well. Again, it, because there's so much time and effort that really goes into it. Andy, again, who runs these Thursday Thursday nights, Let's Quest as well. You may have seen him in my chat. And we was doing that over lockdown. He put so much time and effort into, and I don't know, have you guys dabbled with a little bit of D&D in the past? I would love to have not. Then you have. Oh, I got into it oh, a few years back and I put a news, uh, when I used to live in Stockbold, in Stockbold, there's still like one of them town boards, Weight Watchers, come mm. uh, train your pet. Someone's dog's missing. That sort of yeah. crap. <laughs> So I just, I knew you meant to pay for it. I just went and knocked up a couple of posters as, you know, I come up with a witty, you know, do you want to come and drink beer in a tavern and then go knock a ogre's ass on the floor? What, something like that. It's a bit more PG than ass on the floor. And I ended up <laughs> meet, uh, getting a lot of people, it was about seven of us at a hype and used to meet every Friday night. Um, I unfortunately I had to do all the organizing, which was when work gets involved, it was hard to juggle you know, hiring the halls and speaking with the people, yeah. chasing people for money, all that. Yeah, that's what. That's the only thing that that killed it. It was I did it for a good five years, and we'd have a different uh, a dungeon, different dungeon master each year, and they'd give us a snippet of campaign over a PDF, and then you come ready with your character. And it was a fifth edition. We come down, and then we we weren't like a big talking in their voice. We were all like, right. Yeah, my, my character goes over to said enemy and decides to dush him in the nut, you know, roll for initiative, that sort of yeah. stuff, yeah. So we weren't a big, oh, like I said, oh, I'd love to drink another beer, you know, that sort of, uh, but, but yeah, it was D&D, we loved it, absolutely loved it. It's just so, like you said, there's just so much and uh, that goes in, it, it, even though you was just organising from a DM or a, a GM, as we like to say when we play Edge of the Empire, which was the Star Wars version, the <sighs> Galaxy Master, he put so much time and effort into creating these stories and stuff and it was you would love it man i am horny for star wars roleplay that sounds awesome mate like and it was so good as well because when we were doing it when we was running through everything andy would put some voices on which was so good but it was just the fact that we would say it like a movie so we would go through like as we would do stuff we would say about like the camera just like panning round and like swishing round as like you're (laughs) taking that slash against a a sith lord or whatever taking a slash against a sith lord (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's on you darth (laughs) maul that's it 
He's just waiting in the queue. Roll the dice. I use urine. <laughs> you now stiff. <laughs> Depends how fast the jet of piss comes out as well. How much water you've had to drink that day. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, hold on. It's a crit roll. <laughs> it's a crit, yeah. Crit roll on a piss. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to even respond to that. <laughs> but you're good at doing voices as well. Oh, yeah, I do. I do try and I do dabble. Two that I, I just like doing, like just off the cuff as well, is Mel uh, Alan Rickman. I hope you have brought your one to the lesson. <laughs> and also, and this one I have to kind of step back from the mic a little bit, which is the announcer from uh, X Factor. Here we go. You, Mark, Smith, and Jones. <laughs> Give us an Oli Murs. Oh, no, the best one. And this happened, <laughs> no word of a lie. When I was working at Stratford Apple, guess who walked through the door? Rachel Adadeji. <laughs> and that was one of the best as well. And that, did you do it? No, I, I completely <laughs> pussied out. But inside me, I was like, Rachel, had a deji. <laughs> and I, I was so close to doing it. Ask us anything. Anything. Mr. Narkills, do you have any questions for us, first of all? If not, we were twatting around earlier during this recording <laughs> and you were... Uh, <laughs> We, you, we were doing the uh, the old men army award ceremony for 2023. You were going to fire me and Ben some stupid categories for that. Oh yes, yeah, I'll do. I'll do that. <laughs> That'll be quite funny just to see your immediate person from the community that pops up. Okay. Um, without and, and this is this is like present company out of the picture. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go back to it. We're gonna go sexiest. Sexiest. Community member. I am Tiny 100. Slim Boy Fat 82. Diplomatic. Okay. okay. <laughs> International member. Topaz. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying not to. <laughs> because Mark said Dopez, I'm going to go Clemba. Clemba. Maple Clem. Maple Clem. Nice. Because um, we were talking about queens, we'll go with Drama Queen. Slim Boy Fat 82. Slim Boy Fat. I wanted to say Lavender. She's up there in the Drama Queen department. Who else got <laughs> Who else have we got drama queenie? I'm trying to do it really quick fire him. Yeah, done. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Annie just loves to just. Oh, that's just the Essex in her. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say Annie. I'm here to be on a plate. So you're getting locked in a room with an Oni if you say Annie. <laughs> 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 she does. She leaves me behind all the time. Um, yeah, I'd have to go with Lavender Rose. Yeah. Friendliest. Especially now we've met a fair few. And also, we just know people through the community and their streams. Friendliest member. That's such an unfair question. There's so many friendly people. Oh, yeah, definitely. But like I said, there's just somebody that maybe is just the friendliest. We uh, The fact that we all met up and none of us had anything bad to say about each other and everybody was just so amazing. I, I love that. It was so good. Because I can't see either of you because it would be too biased for the chat. I'd have to say uh, Tunny. I am Tunny 100. The Vincent. That was my instinct. Also very friendly. Very good at cuddles. And the final one will be Rager of the Army. I am Tunny 100. Would you? Would you say oh, yeah. that? Because oh, yeah. I've never seen him rage. Oh. <laughs> if I was going rage, it would probably be Annie. Definitely Annie. Tunny. I've seen Annie rage a few times. <laughs> There was a there was a very good rage that I saw once, and again, you don't. You, there's not too many rages, 
uh, but the Ferg and where he's been doing his Metal Gear Solid runs. <laughs> and he's been like, but that man's chasing perfection. Oh man, that perfection! Like <laughs> he'll do that same segment for just like th- two, three hours straight. And yeah, there was one rage that I just there was it was quality. Well done, the Ferg. So as we have taken to doing, I have a question from last week's guest star, who was I am Tony, Mister Rage, <laughs> and he asks you, Mister Narkills. Yeah. If you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? I've been told, and I've had this conversation before, but I've been told uh, like a fox, and I kind of stick with that. There's, there's, a, there's a bit of foxiness to me, like foxy bingo kind of thing. You are a right foxy bastard. Hey, you old foxy fucker. <laughs> or a cat. And I, I, like, there is, there is Same animal. very similar yeah, resemblances to me and Carlos. In the sense of, oh, we haven't even asked about Carlos the cat. He's always here. I say that, and he's not here. He would eat bought as a snack. Tony also asked if you were a video game character from any game, who would you be and why? Uh, Marcus Phoenix. Expound the old Gears of War. Marcus Phoenix. He's the the lead guy. I just think he was. Uh, and again, I, I I haven't played a campaign for ages because it's weird. The older I've got, the less attention span I've had for campaign-based games but that one like gears three i just loved to pieces and just marcus in that was just great and also i'm super excited for if they do do they do do the gears tv show or movie or whatever they want to do and they make batista marcus phoenix i will cream cream everywhere (laughs) good choice as well good answers good answers there mr no good answers I know if I was an animal, I'd be a bear. I think. <laughs> I think in the uh, the gay community, you'd be a bear as well. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what it was. They make. Mister Slimboy Fat asked on the email: Has joining the old men changed the way you feel about streaming and communities? No, it it's not changed anything. It's just cemented what I've looked for because I've I've done it in the past. I've tried to be part of different communities. There's always, and it's, it, I don't know if you've been there yourselves when you've had a little bit of a play about, but it just seems that there's definitely people that are there just for their own, own gain. But I honestly can say in the old men army, nobody is just for there for their own game. Like everybody's there to help each other out. People are shouting each other out. Uh, like the other day, I remember Viper. I, I haven't played it yet, but he was about to play, what's it called? Starfield. And I wanna, I wanted to know what it was all about. And I went over there watching him playing it. And I was like, you know what? Let's, let's shout this out. Let's get people over. Let's uh, spread the love. That's what it's all about. Too true. That's the whole point of it. I have two more from, remember a few weeks ago, I said I'd received four questions from my friends Gaz Murray and Kylie. Oh, Gaz. And we only read out two of them. And Kylie. So we've got the final two questions from them for all three of us. Go for Would it. you rather eat an 100 year old egg or a 100 year old chicken? Mate. 100 year old egg. Is the chicken 100 before it's killed? Or is it killed and cooked and then left for 100 years? I've, I've wanted to try a century egg. Have you seen them? That's, 100 year old eggs are a thing, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It, yeah. it, they are century eggs. And they're just kind of like, I think they're boiled, then preserved and put underground or whatever for, like I said, 100 years. And they do, 
look a little bit see-through, which is very strange. Uh, and they do they do look like they smell like they look as well. That's gonna destroy your insides, surely. Yeah. I'm going chicken. What came first? What came first? The hundred year old egg or the hundred year old chicken? I'm going I'm going with the egg, I think, just because yeah. that and that's already a thing. And I don't want to eat ancient rancid meat. Ancient rancid meat, exactly. <laughs> Either way, you're shitting afterwards, big style, if not dying. Uh, and what is the weirdest gift you have ever given or received? I've got some crackers here. The weirdest gift. May I go first? Because I've got some pretty good ones here. Go, Ben. Go on. I can't go into too much details, but there used to be an exchange between some adults and where I was the child and the adults would exchange. And it wasn't, it was one of them things which started off as a, Oh, go on, I've bought for your kids, you've bought for mine, right? I can't mention names because I've never spoken about this outside of my family. So, But towards the end, as we got older, one year I got an ashtray, a designer ashtray, because that's what everybody <laughs> wants, a designer ashtray, so there you go. But this ashtray weren't just yeah. a designer ashtray, it was a designer ashtray with a Jimmy Carr CD, which obviously they've been and got as part of the, you know when you're leaving the count, they used to say, oh, we're giving you this, if you buy this and you spend a bit more, you get the Jimmy Carr CD, uh, the DVD. So that just taped to it. That was a good one. <laughs> Another year, I got a single golf ball, because we used to play golf many minutes ago, with a pen taped to it. Because that's what every young man wants, a golf ball, a single golf ball, not a set of three golf balls, one golf ball with a pen. And one year I got an origami set because I'm so deeply into my origami that, yeah, an origami set, fucking wank <laughs> yeah. that was. It's like it, there is there is that crossover that people think that people that like, I'm, I'm only potentially connecting the dots, but like people think, oh, they're a gamer. They love Japan. <laughs> there's that there's that crossover or like mental connection that people make sometimes it's true my strange gift was from our wedding and it was so good because we was kind of opening up all these different presents which were great there was like um a cutting board with mexican skulls and it said mr and mrs lawson what else like pictures and a mirror all stuff like this then we get to this box and we open it up and all of it was just, it was like a, an old, what, 1960s cutlery box. Opened it up. All of it was just bent cutlery. <laughs> just bent cutlery. That was it. Nothing else. What? Just bent Why? cutlery. Is there, was there like, is there like a superstition or something? I, that's, what, that's what I looked into. And it turned out that there wasn't. I haven't found out. I've solved it. Um, I've solved it. The Lawsons know Yuri Geller. That's it. Uh, yeah, was what? Yuri Geller at the wedding? No, he wasn't, but that was the gift he gave Effectable us. Effectable first for ah. you. Yuri them. Exactly. Did the gift just levitate into the room? <laughs> it turned out that it was like a, a prank gift from her uncle. Her uncle Yuri. Classic <laughs> uncle Yuri. Yeah. But we was just so enthralled in like what gifts we were getting. And we was like, oh, these are great. And we was making a list. So we was like making sure that everybody... Uh, could get a thank you card and stuff like that. And then, yeah, we just come up to this box of <laughs> bent cutlery. That is pretty good as strange gifts go. The only thing that's come into my mind, I'm completely blank on ideas, is I once received a leopard print thong in a secret Santa. Nice. And I only ever wore it once, and that was a dare. I wore it to my friend's grandparents. <laughs> was you doing lots of lunges? <laughs> no, nobody knew that they were on. Except me. 
I reckon they could smell it. Yeah. Old people have got very super smell. I don't think they do, mate. I'm not sure that's true, because if they could smell themselves, if they were self-aware, they was. <laughs> they know. They know. They know what they're doing. Did... They know that they're sitting there in piss and shit. They're just getting back at the young people, are they? Is that what the smells yeah. is? They, they, they can smell it, and then they kind of like up their game every time, just so it's the worst <laughs> and worst every time you meet them. They seem to have survived the boiled cabbage, so this week it's going to be arse crack two hour old piss did you ever find out who give you who had you for secret santa uh i can't remember no i can't remember i I think i did find out at the time but honestly i can't remember it's a brave move that leopard skin thong that's a brave move that's a uh a piss take or a very flirty present mm. oh it was definitely a piss take you sure yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought, if you're going to give me a shit present, then I'm going to get back at you and I'm actually going to wear it. <laughs> Who knows? It could have been your friend's par- uh, grandparents that sent it in. <laughs> it could. It could have been. He's wearing that thong, you know. I can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, I think that's a good note to end it on. Any other business, gentlemen? My business is finished. Mr. Narkills, where can we find you one more time? In my house, in my garden, in my car, um, or online uh twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Narkills. And that's Narkills with a G-N-A-R. Yeah. As some people say, good Narkills. <laughs> Ganaki. Yes. Thank you very much for being a member, uh, being a guest. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for being here. We love you and we like you. You guys are pleasant and bearable. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That is it from us. I have been Smith. You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Markuhita. And I have been Jones. You can find me at uh, twitch.tv forward slash Bembis81. We have the link tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Old Men Army, which is where you will find this podcast on all platforms. You will find the merch, which you can also check out at oldmenmerch.com. You can join the Old Men Army Discord server and you can follow SlimBoyFat82. I am Tiny100, myself and Narkipoos, all on Twitch. And please, 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 especially if you are not part of the Old Men Army, like I said earlier, get your correspondence into us, get your questions into us for Ask Us Anything, feedback, correspondence. And that's about it. I'm going to stop talking now. All right. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Old Custards with Smith and Jones